to share with you something to, to define, to describe, to identify part of our daily struggle that anybody who's honest <clears throat> knows that we're always struggling. We're always, always something that we seem to be dealing with. It's hard, it doesn't leave us alone, especially those of us who are in yeshiva and are learning. So he's, we're the threat. You have to try to give a little bit of a mahalach, something, a, a chizek, an understanding and a chizek, hopefully from, from Sukkim in the Parsha. Let's start with Yaakov Avinu's name change. After Yaakov fights the Malach Abesa, he spends a night fighting with him, they go all the way until the morning, and Yaakov asks him for his name. But he gives Yaakov a name. He says to Yaakov, your name is no longer Yisrael, is not, is not Yaakov. Lo Yaakov ye amer od shemcha. Your name will not be said to be Yaakov anymore. Ki im Yisrael. What's the significance of the name Yisrael? Ki sarisa im elokim v'manashem v'atuchal. The word sarisa has two meanings. One of the meanings of sarisa is, where the Medrash learns, because you've struggled, you've fought with a malach and with your brother Esau, with Lavan. You've fought batuchal, and you've been successful in this fight. So your name is going to be Yisrael. You have two questions. Question, and afterwards Hashem agrees with the malach later on in the parish. Hashem says, Hashem says to him, Your name won't be Yaakov anymore. Ki im Yisrael yeshmecha. Rather, your name is going to be Yisrael. By Yikra es Shema Yisrael. That's the first in the Pasuk. Yaakov Avinu's grandfather also had a name change. Avram's name was changed to Avraham. And the Pasuk over there also says, your name is no longer Avram, it's Avraham. The Gemara in Bracha says in Yud Gimel, at the end of the first parrot, the Gemara says that there's a difference between the name change of Yaakov and the name change of Avram. Nobody, once Avram Avinu's name was changed, nobody's supposed to call Avram Avinu by that name. Not only are you not supposed to, the Gemara says you are violating an assay. If you refer to Avraham Avinu as Avram, you are violating a mitzvah assay. But Yaakov Avinu is different. How do we know it's different? Even though the Pasuk says, don't call him Yaakov, rather Yisrael, Says the Gemara, We don't mean that Yaakov's name is no longer going to be used. His name is also still going to be Yaakov. But it's also Yisrael, and Yisrael is the main name. And who are we? We are the B'nai Yisrael. Klal Yisrael. Am Yisrael. That's our essence. But the name still remains in Yaakov. The Rashi says, how do we know that? Because the Pesukim keep on calling Yaakov, Yaakov, even after his name was changed to be Yisrael. So the question that we're asking is, so why the difference? If both needed a name change, Avram became Avraham, why is he no longer Avram? And if, if Yisrael, if Yaakov's name changed to be Yisrael, so why is it that we still call him by that name Yaakov? It's question number one. What's the reason for it? Why is it different? Question number two is a question that I saw from the Rebbe Leibelay, that's a very interesting question. The question is, if you go with, it, with that explanation, why is he called Yisrael? 
you fought, you've struggled with malachim and people, vatuchal, and you were successful. So that's why he's called Yisrael. He's no longer Yaakov. He succeeded against the Malach. So what should his name be? Yisrael? Yisrael comes from the word Sarisa. Sarisa is referring to the struggle. Why did he get a name change? Because he struggled or because he was successful? So call him success. Find the name that's connected to the word Batuchal. And you were successful. His name was always Yaakov. What changed? What changed was he fought a Malach and he won. It's a good kasha. That's the Rablebala Eger's kasha. His name should be something to do with Batuchal, not Sarisa. So you can already see where we're going and what the answer is, but let's just speak it out. I just want to, before we say that, Teretz, to say over a Radak. The Radak, you know the Radak is in the Mikras Kedalas on Navi, but the Radak had a Pirish on the Chumash as well. And the Radak's Lashen is, when the Malach says to Yaakov, you defeated me, he explains, how did Yaakov beat the Malach? What did he do? Did he kill him? Did he knock him out? Did he trip him? What did he do? What did Yaakov do to the Malach? The Pasuk just says he fought with the Malach. What did he do? How did he win? Listen to this Lashen of the Radak. The Radak says, You fought with me, and I couldn't knock you down. You can't defeat a Malach. It's like fighting, like arm wrestling a machine. You're not going to break the machine. The machine is it's powered. It's a, the way you win is by not allowing the machine to knock you down. If you go down, you come right back up. You're in the fight. You succeed that the machine can't put you... You're not stronger than the machine. Right. The way you win the machine is that you're not nechna. The machine couldn't knock you. The Radak says, Yaakov Avinu won the fight because he didn't give up. He didn't give in. And he fought, and he fought, and he fought, and he fought until when? Until the Malach had no right to fight anymore. It was already the morning. And the Malach says, I've got to go up. i finished my shlichus. I've got to go up and, and, and sing Shira. He stayed in the fight until the end. He didn't give up. That's how he won. Says Reb Eger, you know why he's called Yisrael and not Vatuchal? It's because the Vatuchal was the fact that he was a fighter. He was a fighter and he kept at it. And if the Malach came to him again and tried to break him, how do you fight with a Malach? Who knows what the Malach was playing with his thoughts? Who knows what the Malach was playing with his heart? Who knows how the Malach that says this fight went all the way up to dust of the fight reached the Kisei HaKavad? This is a very, very spiritual fight that Yaakov was fighting. Everything that he had accomplished what was being called into question. He was trying everything to get him. And he refused to give in. And that's how you defeat a Malach. Kisarisa, you fought. Your name is Israel. You never gave up. You never gave in. You never said, I can't. When a person doesn't say he can't, you get a new name change. His name went from being Yaakov to being Israel. <clears throat> So, to answer the first question and then to bring this to Lamai. So, what was the first question we asked? So, we said, why is his name still Yaakov? Why don't we just call him Yisrael? That's what the Pasuk says. What is Yaakov? I saw something in the Panam Yafas. It's an, for those who like the mantras, even if you don't, this is one you're going to have to like. But he says like this. A person's name defines his essence. The Panim Yafas was the Hafla, last year we learned two years ago, Tzubas, Kiddushin. The Panim Yafas, that's his Sefer on Kumash. He writes this in his Sefer, it's unbelievable. 
A person's name is a person's essence. A person's name describes, defines, determines who a person is going to be. When a person is given a name, all of his mission, all of his potential is in that name. And unfortunately, many, of, many people, many of us, are like a far cry of that name. We don't, we don't always actualize that name, all of our potential. Yaakov Avinu in Parshas Vayigash, his name is twice. Yaakov, Yaakov. Avram is called Avram, Avram. The Chaim Balazhana brings, when somebody's name is written twice, it means that they actualized all of their potential. Yaakov became Yaakov. Yaakov in potential was Yaakov in actual. Listen to this amazing gematria. Yaakov is the gematria 182. Yaakov, Yaakov, which means Yaakov is all Yaakov. Yaakov is the best that he could be. He brings out all of himself. 182 and 182. 364. And the actual is what? It's 364. 364 is the gematria of the word hasatan. That's a gemara. Gemara Yuma says. Hasatan is 364. This satan. This satan is the eight Sahara. This satan is Sarash al Esav. It's Esav's malach. Yaakov is fighting Esav's malach. If Yaakov is all Yaakov, he's, Yaakov is fully in the fight. Him and Hasatan, they could go at it. As much as the Satan is Yaakov is. But Yaakov's got to be all Yaakov. And it's a struggle. Maybe he'll knock him down, he'll knock him down. But they could do it. If Yaakov is Yaakov, Yisrael is 541. Yisrael is the gematria, says the Panam Yafas, Yaakov, Satan. So the way he explains it is, when he won that fight, he, got a, he rose above the fight. Yisrael is above the fight of Yaakov and Satan. So what is the name Yaakov, according to the Panam Yafas? Yaakov is when Yaakov, that's when he's dealing with Esau, when he's dealing with Sarah Shal Esau, when he's dealing with Lavan, when he's dealing with the Dina, when he's dealing with all of his Tsaras. So who is that? Yaakov, Yaakov, that's when Yaakov is being Yaakov, that's when he's dealing with Hasatan. We explained before, the name Yisrael is not once you're done with a fight. You're never done with a fight. But if you keep up the fight, then we call you Yisrael. So you can't lose the name Yaakov. Yisrael is the name for not giving in to the fight, but the fight is Yaakov. So Yaakov holds on to his name. Yaakov is a badge of honor. If you're still Yaakov, Yaakov is still Yaakov, then Yaakov is Yisrael. If Yaakov is Yaakov, then he's Yisrael. But if he thinks that being Yisrael means I'm no longer Yaakov, then you're no Yisrael. Because then the Yitzhar will get to you. A person who thinks that I don't have to struggle anymore. I'm done. I'm no longer busy with those kind of things. Those things, they're not going to get to me. Then when a person's not ready, the Yetzirah comes, I lower my God. Then the Yetzirah comes in and he destroys me. You could have the name Yisrael, but don't lose the name Yaakov. Yaakov is how you become Yisrael. Yaakov is always Yaakov. Yaakov, Yaakov, Yaakov. He's, he's battling, he's at it. And he gets the name Yisrael because I don't cave in. And yes, sometimes I'm on the ground, but Sheva Yipal Tzadik will come. If the Tzadik gets up after being on the ground, then he was never on the ground. He temporarily was on the ground. Sheva Yipol Tzadik become. If there's a become, the Yipol wasn't the real Yipol. He fell, he fell down, but he got up again. He's still in the fight. He's still engaged in the battle. And this applies on so many levels, whatever the things are that come our way. The Chavis Halavavis, let me just speak this out just slightly. Famous Chavis Halavavis in Shar Yichar Amaisa Perakeh. He says it was a certain chassid who met soldiers, a general coming with his brigade after winning a war. It was a difficult war. 
And they came and they plundered and they came back with so much things. It was a parade. And the Chassid turns to the general and, he, and to the soldiers and he says, Shavta mina melchama akhtana. He came back from the small war. And be ready for the big war. The big war? Which war? He defeated the strongest enemy. And he said, Maya melchama hagadayla. And he says, It's a melchama sayyetza. It's a melchama with your yetzahara. They said, Why is that bigger than what we fought? So the Chavis Halavavis goes on and it's page after page after page after page, which could either be empowering or really depressing. But he says, one of the features that the Yetzirah has is, he says, when you go and fight an enemy, the red team and the blue team, you go, you, you fight your enemy. <clears throat> so, and you deal the enemy a big blow. Usually the enemy goes running away. Let's say the enemy then regroups and comes and fights again. You deal them another blow, they've already learned their lesson, and they move on. The Yetzirah doesn't stop. The Yetzirah is programmed, exactly like we're saying, Aval You could defeat your Yetzirah a hundred times, and he's back again. He's a Malach. Malach doesn't get tired. Malach doesn't stop. Whether he defeated you, or whether you defeated him last time, he's back, and he's back. And he keeps on coming back and back again. That's the Mohammed Sayyidza that all of us have. It's not only Yaakov with the Sarah Shalesav until the morning. It's all of us until the morning while we go through this group in life, confusion and, and darkness and things like that, and times of brightness. And those are the times sometimes you have to even be more on guard because you think everything's amazing. When I'm in a state of years and I'm falling apart, I know that I'm in a bad place. Sometimes I think I'm in a good place. Things are going well. But the Yitzhahara is there as well. And he goes on with page after page, and he's going to come at you with this. And then you think, okay, I've conquered that. Then it comes to something else, and something else. Which is the Gemara in Sukkah. The Gemara says, Gemara, other place, Kiddushin, Yitzray shal Adam mizgaber alav b'chol yayim. Every person's Yitzhara overpowers him daily. Yitzray shal Adam mizchadesh alav. It comes with new things, new avenues. I didn't think that I'm shy of those things. The Yitzhara is busy. He's always with us. And what is our avoid? Our avoidance, like Yaakov Avinu, too many times we think that what we need to do is be done with that fight already. Bikesh Yaakov Leishev B'Shalva, we'll see next week. I want to be done with the fight. It's enough. You have to realize that's not going to happen. My job is to realize that it's there. Not to be, like we spoke the other week when we spoke about the Nisiyanis. The reason an Nisiyan throws us off our game is we think things have to be perfect. So when they're not perfect, then I lose myself. But if I know that things are not supposed to be perfect, because I'm supposed to be challenged, and because I'm supposed to be, yeah, that's what the Yetzirah does, that's why I'm put into this world, is to have Nisiyanis and have challenges, and get through them, and fight them, and deal with them. And that's why I'm here. If I realize that, and like we, we, we learned from the Sefer HaYashar, every day a person needs to save himself. Something's going to happen, I don't know what it is yet. And when it happens, you say, ah, oh, fine, that's it. So now let me deal with it. When I don't do that, I think things have to be perfect, it's not a way, we want that to be that way. But it's not, it's not realistic. Yaakov Avinu fights Sarah Shalesov. He's fighting an entire night. He's fighting an entire night. And that's why he gets the name changed Yisrael. The person who keeps on fighting in Hashem's book, you've won another war, you've won another war, you've won another war, you've won, you've won, you've won. When Yaakov is Yaakov, he gets the name Yisrael. I want to address one small thing. We just have a few minutes. I want to address one small thing. And this, I would say, like a lot, many, many, many conversations that I know that I've had, and probably a lot of Rebbein, and maybe you among yourselves are having. And if it's not a conversation that we've had, it's definitely something that a lot of people are thinking. 
And that is, when a person feels that there have been tkufas in his life where he's been more matzira. Or a person, let's say, and that's not working the way it was. I was so much more of a bigger masmid. I was so much more into it. I, was, I enjoyed this so much more. And even if a person's afraid to try, because what happens I'm going to try and things are going to work out well, and then what? And then you get hurt again, and then go down again. But that's a fight, right? That's, that, that, that's what we're talking about. He's afraid to try. So what could I do? The first thing is, we play the shmooz. Okay? Ask Max for the thing, ask the people for the thing. And you, know, you have it. So listen to it a few times and learn the Chavis and understand that this is just the way it's supposed to be and don't, don't get broken from But there's something else <clears throat> which I saw from the Kajnetzer Magid, and it's, it's, it's really beautiful, and I'd like to say this over and, and one other tiny part. You know, to, to bring out this point, after Hashem changes Yaakov's name, so Hashem promises Yaakov that he's going to have children and, and, and descendants and get Eretz Yisrael. Ani kel shake prey You're going to get Eretz Yisrael. And then the Pasuk says Hashem left him. Right after Shishi in the parasha. Vayal me'olav elokim v'amokam left him in the place that he was talking to. Next Pasuk. Yaakov Avinu builds a matzeva, he builds a monument in his Bea. In the place that he had spoken, Hashem spoke to him. Hashem left, the Shekhinah left. Yaakov builds a matzeva in the place that Hashem spoke to him. Now, why did he build a Mizbeah? Because of what Hashem told him. That's why he built a Mizbeah. To thank Hashem. That's what they do. So why does the Pasuk say, Vayatsev Yaakov Matseva, in the place that Hashem spoke to him? Just say, he built a Matseva, who cares where he did it? Zakrashi, Vamakam Ashediberita, Eni Yodea, Mamalamdeni. Rashi says, I don't know why the Pasuk said that. He was honest. Okay, so you all pshat him, what did Rashi mean? He doesn't know, why is Rashi saying that? The Kajnetzer Magid says, in Pshat, Rashi is saying, any of them. He says, but in, in, in Avoido, what could we take out of this? He says an amazing thing. Yaakov Avinu just experienced something very unfortunate. The fortunate part was he experienced a tremendous closeness with Hashem. He heard Hashem speak. And Hashem was telling him his future. And Hashem was giving him, and he felt so close. But the Shekhinah left him. It was a terrifying experience. You have all, feel all that closeness, and then it's not there anymore. Yaakov Avinu said, I don't want to forget that experience that I just had. I'm going to build a matzeva to capture the way I felt. On the very space, in the place that Hashem spoke, that I could always, whenever I pass this place, will remember this was the place that the Barei spoke to me. He says, called tzaddik, every tzaddik, that's every one of us, every tzaddik, when he has clarity, whenever he has moments of clarity, He's got to prepare himself and know you're not always going to have clarity. So what are you going to do now to capture those feelings? Are you going to talk into a recorder? Are you going to write something down? What are you going to do? You know that you're going to have times of chesha. You know you're going to have times of darkness. You know that there's going to be times of confusion and times you're going to fall. But what could you do now? Put something, capture, during the times of behirus and the times of clarity. Capture those moments, somehow lock them in so that you know that that's the real you. That's the way I feel. That's the way I really feel when I'm on. 
That's the clarity that I have. And I know that I could always refer back to that. I could always go back because I have something. Yaakov built a matzeva where? In the place that Hashem spoke to him. To remember, to have those, it was right after that. Because who knows when Hashem's going to speak to me next. And I want to make sure that I hold on to that for as long as I can. Tremendous thing. The very, very beginning of the parsha. I said this once before, just to, to mention it again. And I don't remember the sefer I saw it in. I wish I would have thought of this myself. I didn't. It's a sefer, some, some good sefer. The beginning of the parsha, Yaakov Avinu sends Malachim to Esau. Anybody remember where he sent them to? Pasuk gets into very, a lot of detail. Where the Malachim was sent to? Artsa Seir, Sedei Edom. Exactly where was Esau living? In the land of Seir, in the field of Edom. Why do you have to be so specific? Who cares? He sent them to Esau. He sent them to, Esau lived Sedei Edom, Artsa Seir. Yaakov Avinu realizes who Esav is. This is 36 years after he saw his brother last. Most people calm down in 36 years. Okay, we, we don't have time now to get into it, but Esav's anger was, had reached its zenith at that point. He had never been more angry than he was. How do you not forget? Why was Esav hateful to Yaakov? For two things. Because he took the Bechorah, and because he took the Brachos. How did he get the Bechorah? Because a red soup. Right? How did he get the Brachos? Because he put skin, hairy skin on his arm. Esau wanted to have a visual reminder. He wanted to always remember what Yaakov Avinu did to him. See, he called his place, Sedei Adon. Always remember the red. A red soup. He took my Bechorah? What was he doing? And he put, called his place, Artsa Seir, the land of Seir, Sar. Esau did it because he knew this, this Chiddush that we're saying. He knew the Kajnetzer Magid. That if a person, you want to not lose your emotion, you want to remember the irrigation, so capture the feeling. Name your town over an event. It wasn't just what he did, he took the Bechor. He didn't call it Bechor or Brachas. Eh, Bechor is not going to be so important. Something visual, red. Remember the red, the Edom. Remember the Seir. Remember that. Do something to capture it. It's a tremendous, tremendous aid. So everybody does have moments of clarity and moments where they're strong and moments where they're accomplished. When you have that time, don't just say, this is great and forget it. I'll worry about the other times later. Now is the time to pack, preserves, that when you're going to go, when the electricity is going to go off, now is the time to get the batteries that you could put them in your own ruchni, stick a flashlight. And during times of chayshah, you could shine that as well. You might not have the electricity in the room. But you'll be able to use that and come back to it. We should be successful. Not be under the illusion that we have to be done with it. But to realize and to understand that every little bit of a fight is another Nitzavah. Every little bit of a fight is Yaakov being entitled to the name of Israel. We're all B'nai Yisrael.